Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. This is ZJ on with the Wolverine.com. And we're back with another Wolverine live recruiting show here exclusively on the Wolverine YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel yet, you can do it now. It is completely free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll be notified every time we drop a new video. Also, make sure to like this video. It helps us get in front of other Michigan fans and uh, gets more questions in the chat. I see we already have a good amount. They'll be answered in the order that they were asked. But if you are so kind, you can skip the line and click that little box with the dollar sign. That super chat helps you get in front of the line. So as soon as you put in a super chat, you get to skip everybody else, and that money goes directly to my travel budget so I can continue to see recruits across the country. I have uh, three commits lined up this weekend, so excited for another productive recruiting weekend over at the Wolverine. But let's go ahead and answer your questions. And remember, this is the Q&A show, so any questions you answer in the chat box, I'll be around to answer every single one. And uh, please excuse me if I'm a little slow tonight. I've been under the weather dealing with the uh, dealing with a stomach flu. I think I ate some bad pizza, so not doing so great there. But let's go ahead and power through it and get to our first question. And it comes from John A. Schultz. An OSU recruiting site said they recently offered Deshaun Warner and, he, and that he plans to visit Columbus. How worried should we be about Ohio State and will he visit Michigan? So, uh, yes, Ohio State did offer Deshaun Warner. For those of you that don't know who Deshaun Warner is, he is a new flip target on Michigan's 2024 recruiting board at the edge position. The Wolverines obviously lost uh, commitments from Elias Rudolph and Jacob Smith, so there's still a void to fill at the edge spot. The guy they've made priority number one to fill that void to fill that void is Deshaun Warner. He committed to Kansas in July and has been pretty solid with the Jayhawks, but he's been climbing up the rankings on three, has him as a top 250 prospect, 24-7 recently elevated him into the top 200. ESPN and Rivals still have him as a three-star, but they haven't updated their rankings recently. Once they do, I wouldn't be surprised if Warner moves up there. Look, I've been really high on Warner for a while. Michigan has too. They actually evaluated him back in the spring and he was high on their list before they, you know, before things kind of slowed down and and they really honed in on Jacob Smith and Rudolph and closing with their commitments. But with both of those guys no longer in the class, Warner is, you know, the priority. And yes, Ohio State came in after Michigan and offered Warner. So you see the Buckeyes copying Michigan's evals there, which is smart move, fair play. All is fair in um, war and recruiting. Um, but yeah, I think Ohio State is a factor for Deshaun Warner now. I think they are going to get him in for a visit, but I think Michigan will get him in too. You know, I've been told the talks have gone 
well, things are moving in a positive direction. So when you look at Michigan and you look at the edge production they've had recently, you see what Aiden Hutchinson is doing in the NFL. And I think it's an easy sell to pass rushers. I think Deshaun Warner's recruitment will be decided when he does make those official visits just because he's never been out to Ohio State. He's never been out to Michigan. So it'll be interesting to see what other schools get involved with him as well. I think he is a true senior riser in the mold of a, a Jimmy Rolder type of guy who has legitimate interest late. It's not a guy that, you know, people are just circling back and they're they're making their plan C or D. This is a guy that's really having a strong senior campaign. And uh, I think a guy that's really starting to live up to the potential that a lot of teams saw in the spring. So I think I think Warner is one of the more undervalued guys out there that's starting to get some shine. But yeah, I do think Michigan and Ohio State will be in play for him. And actually, our own Zach Libby will be out in Arizona tomorrow seeing Deshaun Warner. So he will bring you a bunch of scoop over at the Wolverine.com, which is a great time to mention that if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, this is Michigan, Michigan State Week. And that means we are bringing you a great deal over at the Wolverine.com, 50% off your first year. So if you're a new subscriber, if you have never subscribed to the Wolverine.com, now is the perfect time to take advantage of that uh, special promotion for the big game. 50% off your first year. And as always, you can sign up for $1 for one month to test it out. But 50% uh, off is hard to beat. Let's go back to John A. Schultz, who came in with another question. He said, you've said 25 is a deep class for a linebacker. How did Michigan's 2024 linebacker commits compare to this 2025 class? Especially curious about how Sullivan stacks up with 25's best linebackers. Would you still have him in the top 100 in 2025? Yeah, I think that, first of all, 2025 as a whole, I think, is more talented than 2024. Just across the board, I think there's more talent nationally in the 2025 recruiting class than there is in 2024, especially at several key positions um, like quarterback and like linebacker. And so, yeah, I think 25 just has so many talented backers. I mean, from Kamar Archie to Riley Pettijan to Nathaniel Wosu-Botang. I mean, there's just a ton of guys that are highly rated, but also have visited Michigan or have legitimate interest in Michigan. In terms of where Michigan's 24 linebacker recruits stack up, I mean, with the high priority guys, you know, I, I don't think that any of Michigan's linebacker commits are currently in the top 100. Like, I, I know the question says, would you still have Cole Sullivan in your top 100? Right now, I have him around the top 150 range. So I don't have him in the top 100 currently. So if we're talking specific guys, like the guys I mentioned, like uh like Kamar Archie or Riley Pettijan or Nathaniel Wosu-Botang, I would have them all ranked ahead of Sullivan. Now, again, 25 is extremely strong for linebackers. So I think with different classes, you have to rank them accordingly based on, you know, the competition and, and the talent they're stacked up against. So in the 2024 class, I think Cole Sullivan is definitely, you know, somewhere in that top 
top 150 to 200 range um in the 2025 class it would be hard to say because i don't have you know the overall picture just yet but when comparing him to the elites of the 25s i don't think he's quite there but at the same time i still think sullivan is a tremendous prospect i still think that all the recruiting sites except for on three are really undervaluing him i still believe he could be the best defensive commit in Michigan's 2024 recruiting class. I just, I love what Cole Sullivan brings to the table. And just because I, I don't have him graded as high as maybe a Kamar Archie or a Riley Pettijan, that doesn't mean I still don't think he's a really, really high level recruit at the position. I think he's going to have a stellar career at Michigan. I think he's going to be one that recruiting sites really missed on. Um, you know, in terms of the other linebacker commits, I mean, you have Jaden Smith. And Jaden Smith's just a, a really scary prospect in the sense that he could be really good or, you know, he could potentially play another position. Um, I, I mean, Jaden Smith is one of the more mysterious prospects of the cycle. I love his athletic ability. I love his upside, but he really does scare me in terms of willing to put all my chips in there. Right. And I think the rankings kind of reflect that like ESPN has them all the way up at 102 on three has them all the way up at 261, 24, seven has them as a three star rivals has them as a three star. So rankings just all over the place for Jaden Smith, because he is a scary prospect. He's hard to, you know, really gauge what he's going to turn into, you know, uh, Mason Curtis is another one that, I don't know, you know, because he could play multiple positions. He's such a tweener. You know, Mason Curtis is a guy that I went out and I saw as a junior live. And I was like, man, this guy is a really, really good football player, but I don't know what he's going to be. And, uh, you know, he played everything that game. And it was actually against George McIntyre's team. He played corner, he played safety, he played linebacker. Uh, he came off the edge. Uh, he played wide receiver as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with Mason Curtis, it's like, yeah, I really like this guy, but I don't know what he's going to be. Jaden Smith's a tweener. You know, Cole Sullivan is also considered in that defensive athlete category like Smith and Curtis. But the thing I like more about Sullivan is his build. He's more filled out in his lower half. He's more filled out in his upper half. And the other thing I really like about Sullivan is he's more technically sound. He's not as raw as Smith. He's not as raw as Curtis. So, you know, that's kind of the breakdown I would give or a long convoluted answer I would give to this question. Uh, John came back with one more and he said, I, recent, I recently saw a video from the OSU 24-7 guys. One said they were about to crystal ball Carter low to Ohio State. Also, Devin Sanchez's mom is always in their chat, not looking good for those two. Uh, so just starting off with Devin Sanchez, a five-star cornerback out of Galena Park, North Shore in Texas, out of the Houston area. He included Michigan in his top group, but he hasn't visited, and I haven't heard much positive movement there. So I would say Michigan's more of a pretender than an actual contender for Sanchez, who's ranked as the number two cornerback and number eight overall recruit in the country. I think that one would probably require a really good NIL plan on the recruiting trail. And I don't think Michigan's playing that game in this recruitment at all. Um, in terms of Carter Lowe, I actually think one of their 24-7 guys 
did crystal ball him to Ohio State and maybe one of the on three guys. Ohio State has, now has a commanding lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine with an 88.3% chance of landing him. Um, I believe Michigan at one point had the lead on the prediction machine. So somebody must have put in a prediction. I'm trying to scroll on another tab and see. Um, but while I look away from the screen, look, I think Michigan is still very much in this recruitment. Um, and yes, there was a prediction by um, Alex Gleitman, um, which I think Alex Gleitman just recently joined uh, the staff. I don't remember him being at Letterman Row, but uh, okay. Uh, but Alex Gleitman has put in a prediction. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what his reasoning was, but for the most part, you know, Ohio State has obviously done well keeping guys in the state of Ohio. You know, Jordan Marshall probably being the lone exception of a guy Michigan's beaten recently, beaten Ohio State recently head to head in enemy territory. Um, but I still think Michigan's very much in the mix with Lowe. They just had him on campus over the weekend. Michigan obviously has a lot to sell with offensive linemen, back-to-back -back Joe Moore awards, and, you know, Sharon Moore just being one of the best coaches in the country uh, when it comes to offensive line. So, yeah, I mean, I, I still think Michigan is in the running here. I think Ohio State is going to be tough to beat, but if any team can knock off the Buckeyes, it's Michigan. And, you know, if the Wolverines miss out on Bryce Underwood, I do think that if they push for Ryan Montgomery, that could help out with Carter Lowe. They're both uh, in that Toledo area, and they actually just played against each other and are becoming friends. So, you know, that could be something to watch. And if they do land Bryce Underwood, I think that just helps recruiting as a whole. And I think you see more elite guys wanting to play with him. So, you know, we'll see how things look uh, a few months from now. But I, I think, yeah, Ohio State probably has the advantage there. But Michigan um, definitely in the mix. And I think this weekend went a long way uh, with him as well. And, you know, our uh, other recruiting reporter, Zach Libby, has been all over Carter Lowe. He's seen him a number of times, including this past weekend. And he actually had an interview with Carter Lowe's mom over at thewolverine.com. So again, if you're not a subscriber, check that out. And if you're a new subscriber, you can subscribe for 50% off. Let's go ahead and go down to Mike. And he says, can Michigan flip Justin Scott back since Michigan was leading before he picked Ohio State? Um, so Justin Scott, five-star defensive lineman out of Chicago, committed to Ohio State in July. Michigan, for a brief little window, appeared to have the lead. Obviously, that didn't work out. You know, I think with Justin Scott, there were two big factors here. I think his family wanted him closer to home, and that's why he spurned Miami. And I think NIL became a bit more of a factor late in the cycle. And I think right now Ohio State is better equipped on the recruiting trail than Notre Dame and Michigan. So I think it, it, you know, kind of pleased the family and still gave him, you know, an opportunity from an NIL perspective. And with Michigan not changing in that area, I, I really don't see it happening. I mean, the Wolverines, to have any chance, would have to get him back on campus for the game against Ohio State, beat Ohio State, and just recruit the hell out of him in the, in the final weeks before signing day. But right now, I really don't see any movement. 
Uh, Mike says, where do the Wolverines stand with Bryce? So Bryce Underwood, five-star quarterback out of Belleville, fresh off a of visit to LSU. Um, Michigan still hasn't gotten him on campus for a game, which is a bit concerning, but there's still two big weekends left. Obviously, you have the game against Purdue on the fourth, uh, which should be a night game, and then you have the game against Ohio State. The problem with the game against Ohio State is it could conflict with Bryce Underwood's state championship schedule if Belleville makes it to the state finals and they have to play on that Saturday. That would prevent him from going to the game. If you remember, um, was it last year? A couple years ago, Dante Moore was set to go to the Michigan-Ohio State game and then could not because, uh, yeah, so it was two years ago. Yeah, Dante Moore was set to go to that game and then he couldn't because the state championship was on the same day. So you could see maybe a similar situation here. You know, I would have hoped that Michigan would have already gotten him on campus for one of these, you know, um, cupcake games. But obviously that hasn't been the case. But, you know, Bryce has been to Michigan so many times in the past. At the same time, I think this LSU game day visit really, really did impress him. He went out there with one of his teammates as well as elite 2026 in-state athlete CJ Sadler. So, you know, I'll have more on Bryce and LSU and Michigan tomorrow. Actually, I caught up with our LSU on three reporter Billy Embody, and we'll have a joint piece coming out giving our thoughts on Michigan and LSU here. But Overall, I still view this as a Michigan-LSU battle. I know Colorado has, you know, kind of entered the mix, but I, I, you know, I have a hard time seeing Underwood going to Colorado. I'm actually quite surprised we haven't seen, you know, a random NIL school enter the picture and start to build momentum. Like, I really am shocked, and I think Billy was as well, the LSU writer, that we haven't seen an Oregon or a Texas A&M or a Miami come in and just fire away some NIL cannons. It's, it's really odd to me that that hasn't happened yet. So as of today, I would still say Michigan and LSU at the top, but, uh, you know, obviously Michigan needs to get them on campus for one of these next two home games and, uh, and really knock it out of the park on that visit. Uh, let's go down to more Bryce Underwood from John, who says, Wonder how Underwood's visit in Baton Rouge went. It was a night game, Death Valley. They wrecked Auburn and Daniels had a great game. That in the NIL, I'd be surprised if they didn't leave for Bryce. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's tough right now. Like if I had to make a prediction today and it, and it was down to Michigan and LSU, I, I'm not sure that I wouldn't pick LSU today. Now that is coming off a visit high to LSU and the fact that he hasn't been to a Michigan game yet. Um, so there's still a lot of moving parts uh, there, and there's still a few months left before he actually makes a decision. So it doesn't really matter what I think this second, but uh, we'll see in a few months from now. But, you know, from talking to Billy, I think that there's a lot of confidence and optimism on the LSU side. You know, you mentioned Daniels had a great game, and seeing the offense at LSU really – start to roll there, um, I think is really impressing Bryce. The thing that Billy said that I, I thought was interesting because I, I straight up asked him about LSU and their NIL pitch to Bryce, and he didn't really give me a, you know, too much of a straight answer. It's hard to give a straight answer on what, you know, teams are doing with specific prospects and NIL. But something he said that was interesting about LSU and their NIL approach is that they're not really doing much 
pay for play. You know, it's not like LSU is just straight up being like Texas A&M or Miami or Oregon, you know, and, and I looked at the class rankings today and they're not even in the top 10 for 2024. So it's not like LSU is just, you know, a major player in the pay for play world. Yeah, I get it. They're in the SEC. They're LSU. It's super flashy. You would think that with LSU comes a lot of NIL, but it hasn't necessarily been the case. In fact, Billy said like Michigan, LSU has focused more of its NIL on roster retention and transfer portals. So I'm curious to see what both teams, both LSU and Michigan do with Bryce Underwood when it comes to NIL. I mean, I think we've all been hopeful that Michigan's recruiting NIL plan will come into fruition soon, but it always seems to be soon. And we're running out of time with soon as Bryce Underwood gears up to make his decision in January. Um, before we move on to our next question, we do have a message from our sponsor this week, Susie Surma with Modus Realty. Are you ready to buy a home? This is one of, if not the most expensive purchases you'll ever make. Having a realtor who listens and cares about your needs is crucial. Susie Surma is the right local expert for you. Susie includes a free buyer's consultation to uncover your home buying needs, maximizing experience and efficiency. Email her today at Susie at M-O-T-U-S-R-E dot com. Let's face it, the market has been challenging for buyers. The critical piece you might be missing is having the right agent. Using a realtor that has superior knowledge and negotiation skills is a key to closing on the home of your dreams. Local expert Susie Surma is your answer. Not only does she know the area, she is a fierce negotiator. Why not build equity now? Contact Susie Surma to start your customized experience today. Call Susie at 248 248- 767-5633 or email her at Susie at M-O-T-U-S-R-E dot com. So again, special shout out to Susie Surma. She's the official realtor of the Wolverine.com and she should be your official realtor too if you're in the home buying market. Let's go down to Tyson Smith and he says, is Ryan Montgomery that good? Um, you know, if Michigan misses out on Bryce Underwood, there's a chance that Ryan Montgomery is the next man up. Now, obviously, his brother Luke plays for Ohio State, and people have asked the question time and time again, would Montgomery really go to Michigan over Ohio State? Well, Ohio State already has a quarterback commit in the 2025 recruiting class. And on top of that, Michigan's been recruiting Ryan Montgomery since I believe he was a freshman. So he's been to campus on numerous occasions. He was back for the barbecue at the big house. He's looking to potentially be back for the game against Ohio State. So, you know, there's a lot of familiarity with Michigan. He's already established a really good relationship with Kirk Campbell in terms of whether he's that good or not. You know, you look at the rankings right now, three of the four major recruiting services have him ranked in the top 250. Um, the lone exception being on three, which has him ranked as a three-star. I agree with the other services. I have Ryan Montgomery in that top 250 range. I think he's just a really solid quarterback. I think you've seen growth from him this year as a senior. Um, not only is he putting up big numbers, as people like to cite Jaden Davis's stats, but you're seeing 
progression within those numbers. You're seeing Ryan Montgomery in a more pass-friendly offense where he's able to show set, showcase his skill set. I think his arm strength has improved. I, I think he's gotten his timing down. I think he's cleaned up some of his mechanics. I think he's showing the ability to be more of a creator as well. I think he's improved his athleticism. He spent a lot of time in the offseason playing AAU basketball. So I think you're seeing him take steps forward in the right direction when it comes to projection. He's actually, he actually did hit a growth spurt. He, um, I remember when Ryan Montgomery was just as tall as me and now he's, you know, a few inches taller than me. So I think he's getting adjusted to his body and uh, just getting more comfortable there. So yeah, I really like what Ryan Montgomery has produced on tape as a junior. So I, I would definitely have him in that top 250 range. I think he would be a good addition if Michigan misses out on um, on Bryce. I mean, you'd love to have a guy like maybe George McIntyre, who I think is probably in that elite category. But after that, you know, you're kind of in that mix with Montgomery and Hussan Longstreet and Bear Bachmeyer. And I think Bachmeyer and Longstreet would be two really intriguing targets. While I think Montgomery would be more of a, a safe and steady addition but yeah i mean you know it, it's all hands on deck for bryce underwood and then we'll see where you know the chips fall if michigan does miss out on uh, the five-star prospect let's go back down to tyson smith and he says which in-state guys are the most important recruits for michigan well obviously that list starts off with bryce underwood i mean he is the most important recruit overall i mean you have a five-star quarterback in your backyard you missed on Dante Moore a couple of cycles ago or, or last cycle. I can't even remember, man. The days go by so fast. Um, but you missed out on Dante Moore. You can't miss out on Bryce Underwood. I mean, he is a generational prospect. I, I have him graded even higher than I did Dante, and everybody knows how much I love Dante. He's the number one quarterback and number one overall recruit in the country for a reason. So obviously he's the guy to keep in state. You know, 2025 is actually pretty weak for under for you know, recruits in the state of Michigan. Uh, you have on 300 offensive lineman Avery Gack, who is a top priority. Um, you know, Michigan just had him on campus over the weekend. You have uh, three-star defensive lineman Bobby Kanka, who is already committed. And then you have three-star athlete Elijah Dotson, um, who isn't really highly touted, but has been to Michigan a number of times. And the Wolverines can land him if they push there. I think the big guy to know in 2026 is C.J. Sadler, man. He's such an elite talent. He's a dynamic playmaker that can, you know, really play almost any position you want him to on the offensive side of the ball, and he's a really good defensive back as well. Um, I think Sadler is the next five-star level guy in the state of Michigan, but 2025 is pretty, pretty down when it comes to in-state guys. Let's go back down to Tyson Smith, and he says, Skyline or Little Caesars? Is this a, a Zach Libby show? Like, I don't know, man. Um, I, I've only had Skyline Chili once. And I want to say I've only had Little Caesars like twice. So it's not like I've had big sample sizes of each one. But I went to Skyline Chili. When I went to Skyline Chili, it was, it was a couple of years ago. And, man, I just was not a fan. It just it tasted really bad. And it did not make me feel good on the drive back home. And Little Caesars, like, 
I think Red Baron is probably better than Little Caesars. Like if, if someone was like, do you want a hot and ready or do you want this Red Baron mini pizza? I would probably take Red Baron. So picking between Skyline Chili and Little Caesars, I mean, it's it's hard to make terrible pizza, even though apparently I just got food poisoning from one. So I would probably lean Little Caesars because it's a safer pick for my stomach. <laughs> oh, we have more food questions. Uh, John Schultz says, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Or he has various food questions. So let's rapid fire on these. Yes, on pineapple on pizza. At first, I wasn't a fan, so don't judge me. But my wife got me into it. Uh, so now our go-to is pepper. You have to have the right combo, though. So pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapeno. And you balance out the sweet with the spicy, with the jalapeno, and the pineapple. So yeah, um, you know, I, I am a, a pineapple on pizza guy. Hot dog or hamburger? Uh, definitely a hamburger, for sure. You know, I, I don't mind hot dogs. I'll obviously, I'll even eat that poor looking hot dog from the barbecue at the big house, but, uh, you know, hamburger is superior. Talker, taco or burrito? Um, definitely a taco guy. I'm from Texas and the Mexican food there is different than the Mexican food in California. And burritos aren't really like a huge thing. Like it's more of like tacos. And so I would go with tacos. Uh, bagel with cream cheese or toast with jam. Uh, I am a jam connoisseur, so but it has to be like a fancy jam. But if you give me an everything bagel with cream cheese, I mean, that, that's hard to pass up. Uh, Halloween or Christmas. Um, you know, I'm not a child anymore, so I don't love Christmas and I hate family, so I'd rather not see them. Uh, Halloween probably allows me to avoid family. Uh, it is my wife's favorite holiday. I don't particularly love dressing up and partying either, but uh, I guess I'd rather do that. Plus, Halloween's better because like, I like the feel of fall, and uh, I like scary movies, so there you go. Uh, Dion McQueen Sr. says, what about the possibility of having all three Savs at A2? Yeah, so... Keon has two little brothers that are really, really good. They're just really, really young. So we haven't talked about them a lot. I don't know if Keon, would Keon even still be there by the time his little brothers get there? I'm not even sure. Uh, I think um, one's in 2027 and one's in 2026, or I might be confusing it and one's in 2027 and one's in 2028. Uh, but they're younger guys, uh, but they have been. I know Amari has been putting up some impressive uh, tweets for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see all of them end up at Michigan. I actually met their dad when I was at the IMG game um, in Atlantic City a couple. I guess that was a couple of months ago now. And, uh, you know, I, I got to spend some time with them and they were really, really, really pro Michigan. And I think Keon's having starting to have some some really good success at Michigan. So that would definitely be cool to see. Um, ben Hall, thoughts. You know, I'm happy for Ben Hall. As much as people say I ragged on Ben Hall throughout the process, I said, I've always said this. Ben Hall was less concerned about the opinions of recruiting services than the people defending Ben Hall. Like Ben Hall, at the end of the cycle, never stopped giving me interviews. 
never once brought up the scouting reports, never once asked about his ranking. He always just put his head down and worked. And that's admirable. You know, you have some of these guys, you write these negative scouting reports or whatever, and they'll stop talking to you or their dad will blast you or they'll blast you or they'll complain about their ranking or whatever. Ben Hall never did that. Never did that. So much respect to him. And, you know, I'll be super happy if Ben Hall proves me wrong in terms of, uh, you know, him playing. You know, you see a lot of guys get some time late in games early on in their career. And, you know, that equates to success later. But you also see a lot of guys that get early playing time in their career and they have success and then you don't hear from them again. So I think we just need a larger sample size with Ben Hall. If Ben Hall does pan out, like I said, I'll be super happy for him. And it'll also be one of the greatest evaluations of all time. Like if you think about it, if Mike Hart takes a guy that was third string for his high school football team and turns him into a star running back on uh, at Michigan, I mean, that's a better story than even Hassan Haskins, right? So I think it would be just one of the greatest stories ever. And I'd love to go to Ann Arbor and uh, interview Ben Hall and tell personally tell him that I was wrong and write a great feature about Mike Hart's brilliance and finding him and his work ethic to persevere um, through all the negativity. And like I said, he was just always cool about it, man. Like he never once complained. And so you have to love kids like that that never complain about rankings and just put their heads down and work. So all love to Ben Hall. Um, Max Smith, would a Harbaugh contract extension help recruiting this 2024 class? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have to remember recruits aren't fans. So I don't think a lot of recruits are necessarily paying attention too much to the headlines with Harbaugh right now. I think the 2024 class is pretty much done for the most part. You only have a few spots left. Most of the commits seem pretty locked in. So I'm not sure how much, you know, announcing a, an extension would help right now with 2024. I think it would give more confidence heading into the 2025 recruiting cycle. Michigan hasn't taken advantage of back-to-back -back college football playoff appearances, you know, if all things go according to plans, it'll be back to back to back. And I think a Harbaugh contract extension could finally help them take advantage of the on-field success. I mean, it's obviously it's disappointing to see Michigan finish with classes hovering around number 15, you know, when they should be, you know, close to being top five. So I think a Harbaugh contract extension plus NIL would really help Michigan, you know, boost its efforts in 2025. Uh, we are running low on time, so and we do have a ton of questions. All right, let's try to get through some of these more quickly. Um, did you get a zoological disease from the farm animals? Are you sure it's just the stomach flu? I mean, hopefully. Um, you know, I was definitely much worse on Monday than I am today, so I don't think it was too serious. Uh, Anthony Broom joked that I got swine flu, and I definitely hope that isn't the case. There were no pigs on the farm but I did eat some pork and uh, hopefully that didn't happen, but I'm not even sure that's how swine flu works. I don't know. My wife's the scientist. I just talk about football recruits. Let's go ahead and go to Corey Crutesfield. And he says, if Warner wants him, if Warner wants him, OSU will get him. I think he meant if OSU wants him, OSU will get him. I don't get it anymore. Michigan seems like the better option, but whatever. I think simple answer there is, you know, I think OSU has stepped it up uh, in recent months with their NIL. 
Uh, GoBlue81 says, is there a reason why the Smith brothers believe that Kentucky can get them ready for the pros than Michigan? Seems like a lot of our DNs are turning up. There is NIL. Is their NIL much better than Michigan? I think NIL played a tiny role in it, and I don't think they necessarily 100% believe in their hearts that Kentucky can get them better equipped for the NFL. I think at the end of the day, both of these guys just wanted to stay closer to home. They moved a lot during their high school career. They spent some time at boarding schools. They finally moved back to Kentucky, you know, which is where they're originally from. And Kentucky made it a top, top priority to keep them there. And I think they just wanted to be with family, man. So, you know, I think maybe NIL played a tiny role. But at the end of the day, I just see two kids that wanted to be at home. Let's go ahead and... Go to Adams uh, Shepherdson, who just left a comment. Colt Sullivan might be our Jack Campbell, similar measurables and underrated athletes. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I, you know, I don't have Cole Sullivan in the top 100, but I have him higher than every other recruiting service. I think he really might be that, you know, best player in the in the class on the defensive side of the ball. Travis Foster, any chance we get back in uh, with Bear Gatling? That is Gatling Bear, uh, Gatlin Bear, not Gatling, Gatlin Bear out of Idaho. Um, haven't heard much there. I think that, you know, he's pretty locked in, um, you know, with Boise. And I think Michigan's focus right now at the wide receiver position is getting a bigger guy on the outside. And you have to remember with Gatlin Bear, he is a mission kid. Uh, so he'll be gone for two years and he doesn't sign a national letter of intent. So much like Andrew Gentry, after his mission is over, he can sign with anybody. So you never know what can happen with, uh, you know, two years from now. Uh, but yes, Bear Gatling was uh, was a pretty cool mix-up. Uh, let's go down with uh, Justin, and he says, any updates on Ryan Wingo, and have we had any news on Boo Carter, or Bo Carter? <laughs> Guys, come on, let's get the names right. Uh, Ryan Wingo, it looks like he's trending to Missouri. I haven't heard anything with Michigan recently. I think, you know, there's probably a less than 5% chance at this point. And Boo Carter, um, yeah, not, not a lot of buzz there either, man. seems like Tennessee's done a, a better than expected job of keeping him in the class. I know Michigan is still in contact here and there. They'd love to get him on campus for the game against Ohio State, but just just not not a lot to report there. Adam Stevenson says, are there any underrated in-state guys that you like in 24 or 25 that Michigan is considering after the high school season's wrap up. Um, like I said, man, 25 is really a weaker year in the state of Michigan. There's a receiver at West Bloomfield at 25 who has risen up the rankings and has visited Michigan a couple of times. And Michigan obviously has had success at West Bloomfield. Cameron Flowers uh, would be one to watch. But yeah, man, just not a lot of in-state guys to really hype up right now. Let's go down to um, Mitchell M. And he says, why has recruiting been so slow as of late? Well, some of it has to do with just the class being almost full, man. I mean, you've had, you, you have 25 commits right now. Um, you know, you're not going to finish with more than 30. So you probably, I mean, you probably just don't have, uh, don't have much movement because there aren't a lot of guys on the board, right? There's, you know, a need for a, bigger receiver, there's a need for an edge, maybe another D lineman, maybe another offensive lineman. And, 
you know, maybe another guy in the secondary, but yeah, I mean, there, there just isn't a lot there. So that's why it's been so slow on the 2024 side. I think on the underclassmen side, um, it's been a little disappointing with the visitors list, right? Like there just haven't been a lot of big name guys make it to campus. You've had guys that have unfortunately had to cancel like DJ Pickett, you know, would have been on campus this past weekend, but he had a, a death in the family. You know, Bryce hasn't made it to campus. Um, you know, Purdue and Ohio State should have some big names. And I think, you know, recruiting for 25 will probably pick up then, especially whenever Bryce makes it to campus. I think he's, you know, the the key that drives the car for all of this. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, off of back-to-back college football playoff appearances, it, it has been a little disappointing. Let's go ahead and go down to um, TJ. He says, anything new on Bear? We already touched on that. Nothing there right now. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I did answer a lot of uh, food questions. You can keep them coming if you want. Uh, ben Ricketts, what are your thoughts on Mark Zachary? Who do you like for cornerbacks in the 2025 recruiting class? Um, yeah, so I need to see more of Mark Zachary. I'm not overly familiar with him. He did make a visit to Michigan this week. It was uh, his first one. Notre Dame is considered the heavy leader in that recruitment. Obviously, the Wolverines already hold a commitment at the corner position uh, from Chris Ewald, and I'm a big fan of Ewald, who just moved up in the rankings back in the top 100. So excited about that. Thing with Ewald is you have to keep him committed for the next year. And, uh, you know, Florida State, Miami, Texas, Auburn, Tennessee are all still recruiting him really hard. So I think it's, uh, you know, Bryce Underwood is obviously priority A right now. I think priority B is uh, keeping Ewald committed. He's the face of the class right now. And he's, um, you know, a commit at a position that you've struggled to recruit the last couple of cycles. So uh, Ewald, you know, is obviously very high on my board. Some other guys that I like at the corner position, um, Ones Konanbani um, out of South Carolina. He's originally from London. He is in the on 300. He's part of PPI recruits. So, you know, same organization that produced commit Manuel Beagle, former Michigan defensive lineman, Julius Welshoff. So um, yeah, there there's connections there. He's already visited. So I think Konanbani is a really, interesting prospect. Um, you have Charles Bass, who just visited over the weekend that just made his way into the on 300, you know, lower rank guy that Michigan really, really likes is Jamari Deloach, um, out of Virginia. Uh, they see him in the same role as Mike Sainer still. So yeah, I mean, those are, are some names to know at the corner position. Uh, TJ says any shot at nitro tuggle or Jordan ship. Uh, yeah, still working on Nitro Tuggle. Wouldn't be surprised if he makes it in for the game against Purdue. Um, obviously committed to Georgia, but he's been, you know, open about taking other visits and Michigan's close to home. They hold a commitment from his teammate, Josiah Edmonds. So he's still a possibility. You know, they're still working on Jordan Ship. It'll be interesting to see if he actually makes it in for that game against Ohio State, we'll we'll see. But uh, I'd love for Michigan to seal Jordan Ship. I mean, I still think he's one of the most underrated recruits in the country. So I'd love to see you know Michigan make a move there. Uh, Justin says, any nose tackles in twenty twenty five? You know, Michigan just had one on campus over the weekend. Dylan Battle out of Mansfield, Texas, uh, big kid, six foot three, three hundred and fifteen pounds. So he would definitely 
fit that mold. If you're going for a, you know, shorter stocky nose, Kevin Otis out of Mississippi has been on campus in the past and is really high on Michigan as well. I think with nose guys, they usually come on a little later in the cycle. Um, but those are two to know early on for sure. Um, <laughs> Johnny Schultz says any chance for a ship is fading away. Like one of Zach's friendly goes, yeah, I mean, there just hasn't been significant movement there, which is disappointing. Uh, Blue-Eyed Bandit says, do you think more draft-eligible players will return next year like this year? You know, I think it's going to be tough to to keep J.J. with some of the grades he's getting. Um, but, you know, Michigan has done a great job when it comes to NIL for roster retention and transfer portal. They just need to figure it out on the recruiting trail. But I think last year or, or this past year was obviously – a big success and I think they can continue to find success with roster retention and transfer portal. They just have to get that plan set when it comes to the recruiting trail. But I believe that was our last question. We went long tonight, guys. So appreciate y'all for joining me and getting in more questions, more topics to cover, especially when recruiting is slow. Uh, it's great uh, to get 45 minutes out of this show with uh, almost nothing going on with the recruiting is fantastic. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. As always, subscribe to the Wolverine.com. If you missed it earlier, we're running a special promotion for Michigan, Michigan State Week. 50% um, off our annual subscription. Take advantage of that now, or you can sign up for $1 for one month if you want to test it out. I will see you guys next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.